Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Hello, friends. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. I wanted to ask you where you think the doctrine of eternal security, once saved, always saved, actually originated. Well, it originated in the Garden of Eden. It is the lie of Satan that actually led to the fall of mankind when God had said to the man and woman that they may eat of all the trees of the garden except the one in the middle, which was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, in the day that thou eatest thereof, if they were to eat, if they were to disobey him and eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2.17. Now I want you to get your Bible and look at both these verses. It's Genesis 2.17 and 3 verse 4 where Satan comes back and says, you shall not surely die. So he tempted them to eat of this forbidden tree and the fruit of of it and he said you're not going to die in other words you're in a relationship with God remember saints sin had not yet entered into the world but this is exactly how the enemy got man the first man and woman to sin is by telling them that there wouldn't be any consequences but yet the Lord had told them they would surely die that's death that means separation always in the Bible in one way or the other death means separation the way is a sin is death. You can't live in sin and be in union with God. You are separated from him because he's holy, holy, holy. And he cannot and will not have fellowship with and be in a relationship with someone who is violating him. And every Bible student knows that that is Bible Doctrine 101. Think about it. Why would Jesus have ever come to the earth if it weren't for the sin that separated God from fallen mankind? So we always have to go back to the book of Genesis, which is the book of origins. And every major doctrine in Scripture is found in the book of Genesis in at least seed form. Now, I want you to notice that the people today who teach this eternal security myth and lie, they're teaching the same doctrine that Satan taught in the garden. So this, by definition, if anything could be called a doctrine of devils, it would be the once saved, always saved doctrine, the eternal security doctrine. Jude, in the end of the New Testament, warns us of ungodly men. He calls them ungodly men who turn the grace of God. They're turning the grace, the saving grace of God, into lasciviousness or a license to sin. Jude verse 4. And isn't that exactly what Satan did to the man and woman, which led to their fall? The fall 
all of mankind? That's exactly what he did. He told them there would be no consequences for their sin, but there was. And so we have to look at Scripture ourselves, saints, and study to show ourselves proof. We're going to find things that contradict the lies and the things that have been peddled for so long among Christians, including this one, the cardinal lie of the devil, the cardinal doctrine of devils. First Timothy 4, 1 and 2 warns us that in the, the, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You'll notice that when people believe doctrines of devils and the truth, the light of truth shines into their heart to rebuke that and correct it, their devils manifest. Here are people that you thought were men of God, but since they have chosen to espouse things that are not of God, false doctrine, devils seduce them to do that, and now devils have influence and control of their lives. I've seen it over and over where people have this stronghold of the enemy, where they've chosen to embrace something that is a false doctrine, a doctrine of devils, and demons actually either possess or definitely have foothold and influence and control to some degree or the other over their lives. It's very interesting. Listen, if you're going to be in glory with the Lord, you're going to have to obey and follow his prescription. And that would include cutting off the hand, plucking out the eye. In other words, removing by force and by acts to the root anything in your life that offends a holy God. Lest your whole body be cast into hell where the fire is never quenched and where your worm will die not. You will not cease to exist. You will not be annihilated. You will be conscious. That's what their worm dieth not means. It's very vivid picture. And Jesus is giving us this warning that he repeated over and over in the end of Mark 9. That's the second place I want you to look at and read for yourself. Read the Bible for yourself. God never intended for some man or men to interpret the Bible for you. You have reasoning faculties and intelligence. You can read it for what he says. How could it put, You're going to begin this. If you've been taught once saved, always saved, eternal security. When you begin to read the Bible, you pray that God removes all darkness and repent of believing any false doctrine and the Lord begins to break the yokes over your mind. We live in a fallen world, saints. Living in this fallen world, Satan, he seeks to blind our minds. 2 Corinthians 4.4. We have to have God. We've got to cry out to God in repentance and ask him to remove anything that's blinding our mind so we see the Bible we see what he says when we read it for what it is it's amazing these false doctrines have to do so much dancing and acrobatic things to try to quiet the word of God because it says something different than what they're teaching they have to make the text say something it doesn't say they have to silence the Bible text to continue to perpetuate the myths and the lies and the deceptions of their own private interpretation 
interpretation. Where they're actually privately interpreting, they have their own agenda. You see, that's what this is. I know it because in my early days, several decades ago, I used to be a false teacher. I learned false teaching and I started perpetrating it on others. That's how false teachers work. Okay, they don't look at the full counsel of God honestly. And some that claim to be full-blown Bible believers, they're forcing this interpretation on the scriptures. They're having to dance around and do things to tell the people they've deceived that, you know, you've got to believe, for example, this once saves, always saves. So this couldn't possibly mean in James 5, 19 and 20, save a soul from death. You know, when you do that by helping somebody overcome sin, you save a soul from death. That means a separation from God for eternity. And God will reward you for doing that. But notice they will try to tell you that death doesn't mean hell there. Well, of course it does. Why would it change there? God's unchanging. Death means separation. So if somebody's living in sin, reason according to the word, saints, use all of scripture. The wages of sin is death. You didn't get this get out of hell free card. Any sin you commit doesn't matter anymore when Jesus saved you. No, you're more accountable now under the New Testament not to live in sin than they who were destroyed of the judgment of God under Moses' law were under the Old Testament. You can read that for yourself right there in uh, Hebrews 10, begin in verse 26, and put your belt on. Again, the scriptures are self-interpretive. If we study them all, line upon line, precept upon precept, we compare scripture with scripture. We say, what say it to scripture? And we approach it with an honest heart. We're, we can't possibly believe that a doctrine of devils, the first one that led to the fall of man, is part of the gospel, other than to be earnestly contended against, exposed, and exploded with the truth, busted for what it is, a lie. The book of Jude, verses 3 and 4, explicitly mandates us to do exactly that. Again, I want you to read the, I want you to look in Genesis and read the first three chapters over and over and over and ask God to teach you the things he wants to teach you through those chapters. Also, Mark 9, the end of Mark 9, where Jesus is talking about ridding your life of anything that would cause you to be an offense to God, any sin, cut it off, pluck it out, lest your whole body be cast into hell, where the fire is never going to be quenched, and where your worm dieth not, your consciousness will never cease. You will be literally tormented in fire forever. That is not a joke. It's reality. And it's happening for millions who were once saved on the earth. Right now, they're already in hell. They've died. They had gotten saved, many of them, some of them, literally. But then they fell away. And how did they fall away? Just like Adam and Eve. They believed the lie. And it, people go to churches. You know, they think, well, this is a church. So they're going to tell you the truth. Really? Really? Well, what did we what do we think Jesus was talking about when he said, many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many? There it is. Satan has ministers who pose as Christ's ministers. 2 Corinthians 11 verses 12 through 15. They pose as the ministers of Christ. They've got seminary degrees. They have a pastorship, a pastorate at a so-called church building. They couldn't be lying to us. Well, the Bible tells us that the serpent, which Satan was animating in the Garden of Eden, was the most subtle 
of creatures. Some speculate that snakes were not in the beginning like they are now. I think supposedly they had legs or whatever, but whatever that is, the serpent was the most subtle. The mo- the one that you would not think, the last one you would think was going to mislead you is what that means. Now, who is the last one that we think is going to mislead us? Who is the one we think we can trust more than anybody? What's well, the pastors? And that ought to be a place of an absolute godly integrity. But you don't know that one way or the other unless you begin to learn God's word as an astute disciple and student of Jesus by personally daily studying it or you could be misled. Rather you will absolutely be misled by your own evil heart and by the many false prophets who have gone out among us and are deceiving many as Jesus and his apostles so often warned us. Just like Adam and Eve were and it can be for your eternal soul. The Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God bless you. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.